Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Today we are going to look at one of the most magnificent miracles in the entire Bible. It's still thought about, as we talked about recently, they still make movies about it, and it's still sung about today, and it deserves to be so. We will look at God parting the Red Sea uh, for the Israelites to cross over as on dry land, and then also really the destruction of the Egyptians as they attempt to do the same, but God has the waters go back. And even as we think about this, I want to address two concerns that I would have as we think through this passage and as we really seek to apply it to our own life. And the first concern would be that we don't have a high enough view, a big enough vision of the power of God, that we don't have really enough faith in God. Here we see God do something that really goes above and beyond our imagination, and yet we believe in that same God today. He is the living God. He is, as we've seen in Exodus, the great I am. He does not change. He always was, always is, always will be, and he is always the same. We are worshiping the same God that parted the Red Sea. And reading about this should build our faith. I mean, just look at what he says as the people are afraid and they're crying out to the Lord, basically saying, we're going to die. And Moses says to the people, look at what Moses says. Look at the example of faith that he is. Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Look at the faith that Moses has. And even in Hebrews 11, it talks about how by faith the Israelites crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. All right. And so we want to examine our own faith today. Do we really believe in the great I am? Do we believe in the power of God? You, if you are a believer, are trusting in the same God that parted the Red Sea. And that's where you might say, well, I don't see any seas getting parted today. Or, you know, I went down to the Boise River and tried to walk across it and that didn't work. That's where I don't think that should be what we expect it to look like. Uh, This is clearly a special occurrence here, even in the Bible. This is one of the most amazing things that happen. And God doesn't always promise to do exactly this same thing, but he does promise to be exactly the same God. And so we need to examine our own faith. Do we really believe God is as powerful as he says he is? Do we really believe that God is still just as powerful today as he was Back then, I mean, just consider the song that is sung in Exodus 15. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God. 
and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Can you sing those words that God is your salvation, that this God, the God who parted the Red Sea is your God? Look at verses 11, or especially, yeah, verse 11. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Do you still believe that in your heart about God? And that's where sometimes when we struggle, I think it's because we have a maybe an unhealthy, extreme craving for the miraculous, believing, well, it can't be God unless I see sees part in all of that. But really, some of this also leads me to my second concern. My my first concern is we think through this passage is basically that we don't have a high enough view of God, a big enough appreciation for his power, or really enough faith in him. The second that I see a lot in our culture is that we kind of twist this passage and the power of God to make it kind of seem like God's power is all about helping us. And that is really the end game. I think even when you look out, even amongst a lot that's done in Christian circles, this is actually the idea is given. Look, God's going to part the Red Seas in your life, and and God's going to move mountains for you. And I think when you really take it, uh, sometimes it starts to come across like God is this really powerful genie, basically, that, that is here to serve you. But even in this passage, we see a little bit of God declaring even his own motivation. After Moses makes that great statement of faith back in chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, God says what he is going to do, basically telling him to go through on dry land and that when the Egyptians follow, uh, they are, they're going to go in after. And then he says, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host, his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. So God is doing this ultimately for his glory. And we've seen that really throughout um, this book of Exodus so far. God is doing these things to show his power, his supremacy. And that's what we're seeing here as well. God's not just doing all these things just to help you. God is doing these things to glorify his name. And so now when we put those two concerns together, Really, one, a concern that we don't have enough faith in the power of God. And then the other concern is that we would twist stories like this to make it all about us and what God can do for me. What it should do is fill us with faith that God will work to glorify his name. And when we set our agenda in life to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and our motivation is his glory, then we should be full of confidence that we are going to see God still do amazing things for his glory. And that's where I would say the way that God is working right now in the history of, of the world and the history of redemption is through the church, that we should be aggressive in spending our lives for his glory through the church, for the advancement of the gospel, uh, in our communities, all around the world, for making disciples, we should make that our agenda, and then we should have a big vision that God is going to work to glorify his name. I hope that that pumps you up reading this passage today, just seeing the power of God, uh, seeing even 
how important faith is in that and trusting that God will work to glorify his name. Now, we also see some negative examples in our reading today. Our Old Testament reading is Exodus 14 through 16. And we see, we don't even make it out of chapter 15, this song, before the people are starting to complain that there is no water to drink. And then in chapter 14, they're complaining about not having any food. And so there, we see, I guess you could say, a lack of faith. And again, it's so easy for us to look at, well, man, how did they do that? How did they walk through the Red Sea one day and complain the next? Okay, if that's really what you're thinking, please find the nearest mirror to you and look in it. Because how often do you do that? How often do I do that? Where we see God do something amazing and minutes later, we're worried about something else. May this also just be a testament that helps us trust God. God can provide. He does provide. He will provide for his people. We don't need to complain. Let's trust him. So as we see God split the seas today, let's pray that our faith is built up, that our focus is on his glory, and that even we are trusting and not complaining as we seek to serve the Lord. Let's move on now to the New Testament reading, where today we're looking at Matthew 13, 24 through 53, and Mark 4, 26 through 34. And here we see more parables. A lot of these are much shorter. And just a couple things to highlight from the reading today. You've got this parable of the mustard seed and the parables the parable of the leaven. And a theme there really, I think, is the power of the kingdom of God and how it might start small, like a mustard seed or uh, like the, the the dough before it rises, but then it grows, it becomes a tree or it, you know, um, it is all leavened, right? It, it comes and it rises and all of these things. And just an encouraging thought for us about the power of the kingdom of God. And now we can see This borne out over 2,000 years, that even though it starts with Jesus and his followers, now there are people following Jesus all over the world. And you might say, well, there's still a lot of work to be done. Amen, there is. But we can have confidence that the kingdom of God will continue to advance. And that doesn't mean that there won't also be evil in the world that is advancing at the same time, apparently. But we even see from some of the other parables, God is going to come and set it all right in the end, but we can have confidence in the kingdom of God. And then a couple of my personal favorite parables in verses 44 through 46 of Matthew 13, the parable of the hidden treasure, the parable of this um, pearl of great value, uh, just that idea that the kingdom of heaven really is worth giving up everything else for. That really through knowing Jesus Christ, being a part of his kingdom is the most precious thing. And a reminder, it doesn't cost us anything in the sense that Jesus paid it all, but God's calling us to leave everything else behind to embrace this greater treasure of knowing Jesus and following him. And I've always loved that beautiful picture in these parables. I love how it even puts it in the end of verse 44 about this man who finds this treasure and covers it up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So today be joyful if you are a Christian because you have a treasure, a treasure that's worth more than anything else, a treasure that's worth giving up everything else for, that now you are a part of God's kingdom. You know Jesus Christ. You are now reconciled with this amazing God that we saw in Exodus, the God who can part 
the, the Red Sea, the great I am. You know him. You have a relationship with him now, all because of what Jesus has done. So let's rejoice in that today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.